All right, peeps, what's up? As always, I'm your host, Lee Benson. Thank you so much for joining us on the AEW Insider. We got a big show today. This is the Movies and More show. We'll have another wrestling show in a day or two. Probably going to wait for Wednesday Night Wars to happen. But Disney Plus, uh, what you call it, launched today. The show The Mandalorian. Dr. Sleep came out this weekend. So I got some movies and TV reviews. I've got new trailer reviews that dropped. I've got what's opening this week. I've got some movie news entertainment news, TV news, plus more, weekend box office, what have you. Remember to show us love on all social media and podcasting platforms under the AEW Insider, and on Twitter, the AEW Insider 1. I got a new intro I'm, being, I'm having created for the YouTube channel. I just paid the guy for it. He's making it as we speak, so I'm hoping to have it for tonight's video. If not, I'll have a new intro and outro for the YouTube channel on this week's wrestling episode. All right, let's get to the show. I was fortunate enough to watch Stephen King's Dr. Sleep. Now, I'm a huge fan of The Shining, the movie, even though if you don't know what you probably do if you listen to the show, Stephen King absolutely hated The Shining. He hated what Stanley Kubrick did with it, and he said the man who made this movie wanted it intended to hurt people or some shit like that. That's why he did his own miniseries a couple of years ago, and his miniseries absolutely sucked. Even though the miniseries had a lot more than the, uh, from the book in it than the movie did, it still pales in comparison to the movie. The Shining is one of the best horror movies ever if not the best and this sequel definitely stays true to it if you love the fucking shining you'll love dr sleep uh, i won't fr- i read the book so i knew pretty much what was going on they stuck close to the book but they left a lot out or didn't stay on certain subjects for long long as long as i thought but um i the movie i'm pretty sure was two hours and 20 something minutes or a little bit over that they could have definitely chopped off t- uh, 20 minutes of the first part I, w- I was just bored the first 20 minutes but after that for the rest of the two hours plus the movie is fucking amazing um it's got this real real fucked up scene in it i won't spoil it for you guys but this scene actually made me wince and be like ugh, like i couldn't wait for it to be over and that's fucked up because i'm a grown-ass man and i love horror but that scene was pretty fucking hard to take uh the black top hat lady like i said i always thought she would be ethnic you know lighter and darker skin kind of like angela bassett from american horror story but the chick who played there was awesome she did a good job um if you love the shining they have tons of throwbacks to the shining uh what you call flashbacks what have you you have to know fucking that they do go back to the outlook hotel so shit goes down there of course you know what i mean all the shit you love from the side the shining besides pretty much the guy in a dog costume but people make their appearance what have you uh they do have the snow maze in it from the shining which is awesome uh and like i said uh what you call there are a lot of ghosts that are still there at the outlook hotel waiting and you know somebody died in the outlook hotel in the shining which was jack so would it or would it not be amazing if jack was actually still in the hotel hmm you have to see to check it out the little girl in the movie was fucking awesome what have you so i mean i'm not going to ruin it all but what it's about is about the shining danny has it he grew up for all that shit traumatized him as a kid so he's an alcoholic but they call him dr sleep 
because he works as like a nurse and when people are dying in hospice he helps them cross over easier with his power he keeps getting these visions and these feelings uh from this girl who is actually getting vi visions and feelings from these bad people there's bad people that drive around you've seen it man when you're on the highway a bunch of rvs in a row new ones dirty ones what have you like a caravan of gypsies well they're called the true knot in this movie and what they are are these beings and they actually feed off the shining and if you need the feed the easiest people to feed off of are children because they really won't put up much of a fight. So these cocksuckers go all around the United States, all around the world, killing and murdering people and children and sucking their shine out. So they fucking feel that they like the, the top hat lady has a feeling that there is a real, real strong force, what have you. And uh, she goes after it. And that happens to be a little girl, blah, blah, blah. I won't tell anymore. But it bombed at the box office. It didn't do well, which we'll get to. And I think that's because of black market you know what i mean bootleg what have you but uh what you call it the movie is fucking awesome i do give dr sleep an 8.5 out of 10 <clears throat> I would spend more time on it, but I'm already almost five minutes on it, and I got a whole rest of the show. All right, I also reviewed American Horror Story Episode 8. Uh, it's really, really awesome. It's so good. It sucks there's only one episode left, which is like Wednesday, and then we got to wait a whole year for American Horror Story. They really, really got to make a spinoff because it's bullshit. But this one was really good. Dylan McDermott was in it again. Uh, he's a crazy fucking killer. He winds up getting away from what those girls did to him. They cut his thumbs off and left them on a pole to die in the last episode a nice woman comes by in a mary k car from back in the day with pink cadillac and she lets him go and he winds up doing her so he goes to the camp after those chicks uh kaja google shy shy hush hush Adawai, even though they got killed last week, if you get killed at the camp, you're a ghost, so they're still there. Uh, this reporter uh, finds out uh, what you call it. Um, she's on to Donna, the black doctor, and to what you call it's a uh, character, Roberts. And uh, she enlists their help. Like She makes a deal with them to go with them to find out what they're doing. So I'm rambling on. I don't want to tell you too much. You've probably seen it, but it was an ep excellent episode. I give episode 8 an 8 out of 10, and I'm sad there's only one left, as I said. Uh, Disney Plus did kick off today, which we'll get to in a minute. And I did watch the first episode of The Mandalorian. And it kicked it kicks ass. If you're a Star Wars fan and you fucking love Star Wars, especially if you love the bounty hunter aspect and job, uh, what you call Boba Fett, you'll fucking love the Mandalorian. He's a mysterious character. His tribe doesn't take their helmets off, so supposedly the host for a season, you never even see what he looks like. It's badass. But what he is is he's a bounty hunter. So the opening of the show, they actually show off his bounty skills because that's what he's about. Uh, what you call Car Weathers, who's AKA Apollo from Rocky. He's like the guy you go to to get your jobs from. So he's the guy you go to like, yeah, I want a bounty. I'll take this yada yada. He goes to him, and since the Empire has fallen, this takes place five years after Return of the Jedi. Since the Empire has fallen and they're like roaches hiding, there isn't really a lot of jobs around. So he offers him this job, but it's the most dangerous job, but it pays the money. So he goes to do it, what have you. So it's really, really good. There's other Mandalorians besides him out in the universe. He's been traumatized as a kid. Some shit happened to him. They didn't dwell on it much. And it's a real, real dangerous bounty, and the ending's really, really cool. So I I do give the first episode of the mandalorian a nine out of ten it gives me hope for what disney's doing with star wars they're making a comeback and i love it just don't overkill it all right opening this week in the movie theaters we do have charlie's angels starring twilight's Kristen stewart 
Uh, they, she was on Howard Stern last week. She was talking all about it. And, like, she's talked a little bit too much, but not, I mean, like, letting you know about the movie, what have you. But in this new movie, there is not a Charlie. Like, there's not some Charlie that's sitting at a desk telling these women to go out for him, what have you. Charlie started it all, and he's a memory. He's their main dude. He's probably dead and gone. But these women, instead of just one team of Charlie's Angels, these there's Charlie's Angels all over the world. So, I mean, it's not only their group. They've got them in France, America, fucking China. China, what have you. They're pretty much really, really a movement. And these girls, from what she said, are in charge of themselves. There is no Charlie. Uh, and they kick some ass. They've got guns. When they pull the guns out, like it's a real, real bad situation, they said yada, yada. So it sounds really, really cool, but I'm not excited to see it. I think the fucking early 2000 Charlie's Angels looks better, and those ones sucked. But who knows? It is opening this week in your movie theater near you. Also opening this week, we do have Ford vs. Ferrari that stars Christian Bale and Brad Pitt. That looks pretty good. It's about an American automotive designer, Carol Shelby, and fearless, fear, excuse me, fearless British race car driver, Ken Miles. They battle a big corporate company, the laws of physics, and their own personal demons to build a revolutionary vehicle for the Ford Motor Company. Together, they plan to compete or to race against the cars of Enzo Ferrari and the 24 Hours of Le Mans in 1966. Now, it's going to be really good. Pitts in it, bails in it. That story sounds fucking dope. I'm not into race cars and shit like that, but I will definitely watch it. Uh, also opening this week, we do have Everybody's Everything. Uh, what it is, it's about Little Peep, the rapper. It says, creating a unique, unique mix of punk, emo, and trap, Little Peep is set to bring a new musical genre to the mainstream when he dies of a drug overdose at just 21 years old. Now, I don't know anything about this kid. When he died, and even after you see it all over social media and Facebook, I just see some young fucking jerk off with tattoos all over his face. But just from watching this trailer, man, literally, it seems like this kid was the nicest fucking kid. He he would save the world if he could. He'd give you the shirt off his back, yada, yada. That's how fucking good this dude was. And he took his own life with stupid drugs by the age of 21. He barely even lived a life. But what he did live, he lived more than a lot of us do. So I'm really, really excited to see this movie. Hopefully I'll have the review for you next show. Definitely go out and show support for Everybody's Everything, the Little Peep biography. And finally, opening this week, we do have The Report. It stars Adam Driver. He's actually Kylo Ren from Star Wars. What is it about is that FBI agent Daniel Jones pre performs an exhaustive investigation into the CIA's use of torture on suspected terrorists. After 9-11, they were doing some really, really crazy shit. So what is this is that there's complaints. These guys are really, really torturing terrorists, even though they're bad. Like, they're going to some extreme member fucking measures, doing some real, real fucked up shit, shit that shouldn't be done to anybody so it's this dude he takes it upon himself and his job to uh, crack the case open looks really good all right peace we're going to take a break real quick i do have some trailer reviews for like the invisible man the new m night Shyamalan show the new fantasy island movie plus i got some movie news i've got entertainment news streaming news what have you so definitely tune back in we'll be right back peeps all right peeps we're back as always i'm your host lee benson thank you so much for coming back for the AEW Insider Movies and More Edition. I'll get to some trailer reviews. These are some movie trailers that dropped this week. And I'll let you know what I thought of it. Blah, blah, blah. The first is Blumhouse's 
Invisible Man. So that's right. They did a remake of The Invisible Man. I heard they were doing it. I didn't. I wasn't excited about it because like a lot of the remakes suck, honestly. But this one's a fucking horror movie, like a thriller, and to me, it looks fucking awesome. Other people online are having mixed feelings about the trailer. I don't. I think it looks awesome, and it's a kick-ass spin that they put on a famous story. What it's about, it's about a very toxic couple. I mean, like, really bad. The girlfriend has enough, she leaves, and a boyfriend kills himself. He leaves her $5 million, but the only catch is, is that she can't go crazy, like mentally crazy. Well, he faked his own death, and I don't know if he's a scientist, but he's really, really rich, or he bought a potion that makes him invisible. So he haunts her, he stalks her, he kills people she knows, trying to make her go crazy, and people think that she is going crazy. And he's doing this all to get revenge for leaving him. It looks fucking kick-ass. You gotta check out the trailer for The Invisible Man. It stars Olivia Moss and a lot more. Also, they did release a trailer for the movie, uh, the TV show coming up. It's M. Night Shyamalan. You know him. He directed The Sixth Sense, Signs, fucking The Village, uh, what you call it, The Grandparent Movie, all The Visit, what have you. He's the man. He's hit or miss, though. People don't like him a lot, but he is awesome. Uh, it's a new TV show coming out. Like I said, it's called Servant. It looks fucking insane. It's about a couple who hires a babysitter, a housemaid, what have you. They hire her to watch over their new born child. The hubby thinks the woman they hired is weird as fuck and a little off. He watches how she reacts and takes care of their baby. Less than halfway through the trailer, you see the dad pick the baby up by its feet. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? He sits down with the baby and he looks at it, and that's when you find out that the baby is fake. It looks real as fuck, but it's fake. And you find out that they lost their child, and the fake baby is the only thing that keeps the wife sane. And the weirdo still sitter is still acting like the wife acts like the baby's real and it's just another day in the fucking house and then all this crazy shit starts going down and the end the family might be the bad ones not the servant what did they do to the newborn child you know what i mean maybe sir maybe the servant is the baby come back to life or revenge in the servant's body i don't know but it looks fucking excellent it starts Toby Cabell. He's from the TV show Black Mirror. He started one of my favorite episodes. It's called The Entire History of You. It's an amazing episode. You got to check out Black Mirror if you haven't. It. It's a new Twilight Zone the way it should have been done. It's amazing. It also has Laura Ambrose, Rupert Grint, who's Ron Reasley from Harry Potter, and a lot more. I can't wait to see M. Night Shyamalan's The Servant. Then out of nowhere yesterday, a movie trailer dropped for Fantasy Island. Now, I'm an old head. Even if you're not an old head, they remade the show, but it didn't last long. You might know about it. What it is is about a TV show that ran in the last 70s or 80s. Here, I'll, I'll, read, I'll read what I wrote. All right, Blumhouse is on a roll. This is the second movie that they dropped this week, The Invisible Man and this one. Like I was saying, this was a TV show back in the day when lucky people got to go to an island and their greatest fantasies would come true. It did air from the late 70s to the early 1980s. <clears throat> It was rebooted in the 2000, and that one starred Malcolm McDowell. Well, anyway, they, they, they this one looks like, well, in that one, they tried like a Twilight Zone kind of vibe, which was cool, but it got canceled really quick. This movie looks great. It's like a horror, thriller, what have you, and they do a twist on Fantasy Island. A group of fans get the invited to an island, and they get to have a fantasy come true, like your revenge on a high school bully to save a lost friend that might have died. It could have been your fault. 
to see a loved one again that passed away, what have you. Uh, the evil is, but they, this is like the evil genie in a lamb story. Be careful what you wish for because you might get it. Even though that you do wish for something, this island isn't going to give you that wish. It's going to twist it around and do something really, really fucked up. So it looks awesome. It comes out on Valentine's Day next year. It stars Michael Penna. And my I myself can't wait to see it. And real quick, peeps, I might have to make this episode into two parts, literally, because I only usually do 10 minutes a piece and I got a lot more to go to. So there might be part two of this just to finish it off. All right. And then today, out of nowhere, they did drop Sonic the Hedgehog, <laughs> the second trailer for the movie. If you remember months ago, they released a trailer for Sonic the Hedgehog, the movie. It's starring James fucking Carey, James Marston, what have you. The Internet went batshit crazy because they did not like the way that Sonic the Hedgehog looked. So the creator, the director was fucking sick. Went back to the drawing board. They redid all the CGI again. And I kind of do look like how he looks now. And I I really, really did like the second trailer, too, to be honest. So what it is is that Sonic is on the run uh, from the Dr. Robotnik. Dr. Robotnik sees, like, these uh, fucking things on his computer screen, like some kind of mass anomaly or whatever, and that's really just Sonic running around, so he goes to hunt them. Sonic enlists in this cop. I think he's a cop, James Martin or something like that. He enlists in his help, and uh, what you call it, they go off to save the world. I don't fucking know too much about it, blah, blah, blah. But check out trailer two for Sonic the Hedgehog, because I personally think... It looks really good, and I like the CGI a lot better. All right, on to some movie news. After his interview with Howard Stern a few weeks ago, uh, the Avengers have put themselves in a running for an Academy Award. A lot of men and women from the cast are now in the race. The most important was Robert Downey Jr. Robert, I mean, Howard Stern went to L.A. a couple weeks ago to bless in uh, uh, Sirius Studios in California. Robert Downey Jr. was one of his guests. And Howard was telling him, man, you're fucking excellent in Avengers Endgame. You're excellent in all those movies. It is bullshit that the the fucking Academy does not recognize you and these guys just because they're comic book movies. You guys should be getting, you should get an Academy Award, you know what I mean? Come to find out, the people who, what you call, did his movie, Marvel Cinematic Universe, they took like Thor, Scarlet Witch, I think, fucking Captain America, like their real names, you know what I mean? Scarlett Johansson, Chris Evans, Mark Ruffalo, what have you. They nominated them all for like the best supporting actor and actress, hoping that they can get an Academy Award. So Howard Stern is my idol if you listen to this show you know that and I'm so happy that Hollywood listened to him because they deserve it and I actually hope fucking Robert Downey Jr. does win uh, Fast and the Furious 9 starring its newest member John Cena has finished rapping this week so expect to see it probably next summer peeps to me, it's amazing how far the series has come. Went through so many ups and downs, plus Paul Walker got killed, what have you. But it's still alive and kicking ass number-wise. So I'll definitely check out Fast and Furious 9. James Gunn, he's the director of Galaxy uh, Guardians of the Galaxy plus more. As we know right now, he is filming The Suicide Squad, which is the sequel to The Suicide Squad. Uh, what you call it, he gave a lot, a lot of props to Margot Robbie. We know already that he has went on record and said that him filming The Suicide Squad is the best time he's ever had on set filming a movie. And he also said that Margot Robbie might be the best actor that he's ever worked with. Now, that's some big, big time praise, peeps. As we know, Martin Scorsese's newest movie, The Irishman, debuts on Netflix at the end of the month. An actor from the movie, uh, what you call it, had this to say about Ed Sheeran. 
He's saying when the real life Frank Sheeran from the Irish movie, because this movie's a real life story, and I guess it's about uh, what you call it, mafia guys, and over there in Ireland, it covers a guy named Frank Sheeran. And uh, he says this, because I guess Ed Sheeran does a cameo in the movie. He said they're related. You know, honest to God, I swear in my Nana's life, that's what Ed said. He said that Frank Sheeran is Ed Sheeran's distant cousin. So that's pretty cool. I announced that they are making a Spider-Verse sequel. You know, Spider-Man into the multiverse, you know, or Spider-Verse, whatever the fuck it was, when all the Spider-Mans came together. Well, the director of the second movie already has revealed a new Spider-Man that's going to be in it from an alternate universe. It's it's actually going to be the Japanese version of Spider-Man. This is what he had to say. Takuya also, uh, what you call, well, this Spider-Man uh, was really, really cool. He's, his costume looks exactly like Spider-Man's, but of course he's Japanese. So over there, he got like, uh, what you call, he got a bracelet or some crap like that that actually could sp- contains a Spider-Man costume, what have you. His web shooters, the ability to control a ship that he has, it's called the Marveler. Uh, and they can transform into a giant humanoid robot named Leopardin. He also appeared in the Spider-Verse and Spider-Geddon comic book events, and Lipanard also appears in Ready Player One novel. It's a good bet that Spider-Man Into the Spider-Universe 2 will have him piloting his robot. I kind of butchered that. I apologize, because there was a first piece, too, about how he got his fucking powers, but I don't know how I didn't put it down, so I apologize, peeps. Uh, Let me see if we're going to wrap this show up. Yeah, actually, I'm going to have to take another break. I won't do another show, but I am going to have to take another break because I still got some movie news, some streaming news. We got weekend box office and another story, too. So please bear with me, peace. I didn't mean to butcher that port yada yada. It's a good show, though. So we'll be right back. All right, peeps, I'm back. Let's finish up this show before you guys kill me. All right, on to some streaming news. Disney Plus came out today. That's right, it's November 12, 2019, and Disney Plus is now officially in our grass. Got it in our house. It snowed where I'm at today. I'm in Pennsylvania, so they had a delay, but I had I work from home, and I couldn't leave to take my daughter to school, so she stayed home. She's been watching Disney Plus all day. All your favorite old TV shows are on there, your kid shows, what have you, Liz McGuire, Hannah Montana, The Sweet Life with Zach and Cody, and plus they do original content. They got like the new high school musical TV show. I actually watched, which I told you, the first episode of The Mandalorian, which is fucking excellent. They got tons of Marvel movies on there. They've got every episode of The Simpsons on there. They've got, excuse me, Marvel cartoon movies like the Spider-Man cartoons, the old 1992 X-Men cartoon, the new X-Men cartoon. It is fucking fantastic. And it's only $7.99 a month. So definitely check it out. You get your first seven days for free. You sign up, the whole first week's free. You don't like it, cancel. But once you check it out, and at that price, you're going to be hooked. So definitely don't walk, run, and get you some Disney+. Plus. All you guys need is Wi-Fi, Disney+, Plus, Netflix, and a jailbroken fire stick. All you really need is a fire stick, but I still like my subscriptions to be like that, that, that. All right, and finally for streaming news, DC Universe, they have the show Titans, which was short for Teen Titans. I've been watching it, I still got to finish season two. Yo, Titans is fucking awesome. It's not none of the little kid shit. They'll fucking break your face, they'll kill you, they'll break your back, like if they got to. Not the superheroes, but people in the show, but the superheroes will too. Robin will fucking snap your neck if he's got to. So I'm telling you, Titans kicks ass and it has been renewed for season three, which I'm really excited about. On to some entertainment news real quick. 
Bad Baby. You've got to know Bad Baby, a.k.a. Danielle Bergoli. She became famous because she was the Cash Me Outside girl on Dr. Full Phil, but I give her mad props, man. She literally is a rap star, not a wannabe rapper, not a fucking fake rapper. She signed a multi-million dollar rap deal. She's been touring for well over a year and a half. The chick is a multi-millionaire and changed her life around a lot since that Cash Me Outside bullshit. Well, there's also a YouTube star called Woe Vicky. Woe Vicky's this cute little white girl and shit like that they're both cute little white girls but they're too young i mean for their ages yada yada but fucking whoa vicky what you call it does the same shit but she could barely speak english she swears that she's black says she took the fucking uh what you call it ethnic test that tells you if you're black or not and she's got black in there she's white as fucking snow which is ridiculous but besides that uh what you call it she could barely talk she talks all ghetto and shit like that like yo 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 but she mumbles and she sounds ridiculous but anyway these two have been beefing for for years and actually bad baby was in a recording studio well vicky somehow got into the same recording studio and they got into a fight people are online are saying well vicky whooped their ass but i seen a video she was on top of her she had her but she really wasn't punching her so somebody on twitter asked bad baby about that the other day and she's still pissed about it of course and she said that she will fight woe vicky for one million dollars so if somebody could set up a legit fight like that logan paul fight they just had and all that with all that fucking money even though it was fake as shit they had fucking logan paul versus that boxer guy they put twelve thousand people in the staple center in la which is fucking crazy plus all the pay-per-views so that's what bad baby wants she said she'll whoop Vol vicky's ass for everybody but she wants a million dollars so we got to see what happens with that and then finally for entertainment news the show Ghost Hunters with Zach Baggins. Well, Zach Baggins in his personal life loves to buy and collect to show off strange items. He has a museum in Vegas and the Utah government is not happy with them. They're going to be contacting him soon over a Ted Bundy kill bag that he purchased. Listen to this, peeps. The Ghost Adventure star Zach Baggins has been steadily adding to his Las Vegas located haunted museum recently. He already owns the van of Dr. Jack Kevorkian, a supposedly haunted mirror that belonged to Captain of the Titanic, and the chair that Michael Jackson's doctor sat in when he pumped the singer full of anesthesia drugs. Baggins purchased Ted Bundy's glasses for $50,000 earlier this year, and he just vastly increased his Bundy memorabilia. He purchased his murder kit, the kit that disturbingly contains a ski mask, ice pick, gloves, a flashlight, orange wire, trash bag, a gym bag, rope, and strips of bed sheets. The problem, though, is the items that he purchased might not have been legally belonged to the person he bought them from. He acquired them from the wife of a former Salt Lake County Sheriff's detective, but legally it appears they belong to the Utah government. So the Utah State Attorney General's office is now considering their legal options to repossess the murder kit and several other documents bag and purchase relating to the case. It's understood that Zach has not been contacted about this issue, but it could come any day now. All right, peeps, so the weekend of box office will finish off this show. Number one was Midday, the new retelling of the Pearl Harbor story. It made $17.6 Number two was Dr. Sleep. 
people are highly, highly, highly disappointed with Dr. Sleep. I mean, the number wise, it's just like Terminator a couple of weeks ago, it bombed. And to me, even though people argue about it, it's because it got leaked online. It's online right now. You know what I mean? So it's a shame. But Dr. Sleep debuted at number two with 14 million. Number three was debut of John Cena's new film, Playing With Fire. Number four was the debut of the Christmas movie Last Christmas. And number five was Terminator Dark Fate. All right, peeps, it was a big show today, like I said. Now I got to record the re YouTube show, and it's going to take me all night to edit it. So remember to show us some love on all podcasting platforms, Facebook and YouTube, under the face, uh, AEW Insider, and also on Twitter under the AEW Insider 1. And make sure you check out our YouTube for our new intro and outro I'm really excited about. All right, peeps, we'll talk to you soon. And remember, this is the AEW Insider. Ciao.